ever been awakened in the middle of the night wondering if the elderly still serve a purpose in society? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't say I have. Really? No. Huh. It's never it's never woken me up. Yeah? (laughs) So you just you don't care, so it hasn't woken you up. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying I don't care. (laughs) But you know, I was thinking about today how pre technology, the elderly in the communities, it seems to me from what I've learned from history is that they were the wise ones. Right. And they were the ones who gave advice. And now we think of elderly people, all they're good for is posting memes that are most of the time not factual. (laughs) That have not been Snopes. Yeah. I think it's a cultural thing too, though. Because like in Asian cultures, they still very much revere their elderly and treat them with kindness. But they also expect them, like uh, Chinese culture, for instance, like... You're expected to take care of your parents um, when they get older, assuming that they took care of themselves. And so, you know, you're not meant to be a burden on your children. Um, And so I think I think it's an American thing where we I don't know. We're not very nice to our old folks. (laughs) Do Asian people do Asian elderly have uh, Facebook accounts? I don't probably not. Do they do social media? Probably not. How would you find a study on that? Uh. China doesn't release much information, so Uh, he probably wouldn't. True, true, true. True, good point, good point. (laughs) Silly grandma. Silly grandma (laughs) posting again from whatever. Um, And so I thought, you know, but in in past cultures and in past time, those are the ones that we showed respect to and listened to, and maybe they know some things that we don't know. Now, that doesn't excuse the uh, incorrect memes or whatever, but maybe they... They're not so, um, I think we just, my point is, is we discount them, I feel like. Yeah. And maybe we should be listening to them. Yeah. Or maybe not. I mean. We do discount the elderly. Yeah. In our, in our country, for sure. But why, why do we discount the elderly? Uh, I don't know. I think we're kind of selfish. We're very self-centered as Americans. Yeah. Um, and I think we're go, go, go. And it's a product sort of of capitalism. And when you're stop, when you're not able to produce anymore, you know, at the same level, you're less important. And we carry that sort of capitalistic view into our social understanding as well. Yeah. My, my mom's convinced that the coronavirus, that they unleash the coronavirus to get rid of the old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but that's the thing is not just getting rid of old people. It's getting rid of young people, too. Right. It yeah. really is. So if there's anybody under 40 listening to this, which I <laughs> yeah. highly doubt, take heed, young people. <laughs> Not so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just, um, I read about a guy that just died. I don't know where he was from, but he was in Florida. And he was 34 and went to Disney. And I guess that's where he contracted Corona and was dead in a very short amount of time, but had no, like, you know, he had basically a lot of bronchitis when he was young, but had no existing issues right now. Um, and I'm like, well, that's scary because a lot of us were, you know, sick when we were kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were a sickly child. Weren't I was. You? I, I really can tell. Was. I was. I can tell. Not as an adult. Yeah. As a kid, my God, I was sick all the time. Yeah. <laughs> sickly. I don't know. What is it? Sickly. What is this? A sickly child? Sickly child. I don't know. Like I think about it, like can't get out of bed. Yeah. And like you're homeschooled. Hey, I'm all, <laughs> listen, I'm all for this homeschool. It would cut down on, uh, like, with the kids being homeschooled right now, it would cut down on school shootings. 
<laughs> that's true. N- N- but like, are we going to see an increase in domestic violence? That's what Nevada said. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's possible. Like matricide or patricide. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be, uh, well, you don't do the criminal psychology anymore. Mm-mm. So well, I was going to say that'd be good for business, but no. Nope. Yeah. I do crime <clears throat> victims. So I see that like that the see state the pays for it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do we, do we need to be socialized? Are we coming to that place where we're not going to be socialized? I think we always need each other. I think that's human nature. Um, I don't think, you know, I think we step away from each other and I think nature, you know, this will be very I don't know, meta of me, but I think nature has a way of course correcting and reminding us that we, no matter how interconnected and smart and, uh, you know, we can know things right now, no matter how much of that we have going on, um, we are still pretty insignificant as people. And, uh, although we have a huge significance, like our impact, um, so I think this will remind us like you need people, you need to feel safe and um, loved and all that jazz. Um, so I had another thought that I was going to ask you, and I had to write this down because I wanted to make sure that I word, worded it correctly. As a woman, does it make you feel less empowered to know that Rosie the Riveter was a fictional character? I mean, yeah, it represented women who worked in factories and shipyards during World War II, but honestly... Do, do, that, do you think those women actually resembled Rosie in, a, in appearance and character? I'm imagining not. <laughs> um. I, I'm so I couldn't pull I couldn't pull it off. That was completely a bit. That was just to to get you wound up. I but, was uh, like, "What's happening?" Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get you wound up. <laughs> By the way, I'm speaking with Ashley, my friend. I, uh, I don't have an introduction. For, I don't do introductions really. Yeah. I can do one for you. No, I'm okay. Yeah, I yeah. can talk about. Let's talk about your comedy experience. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So you decided that you wanted to, for whatever reason, do stand-up. Yeah. Was that your thinking? Were you like, oh, yeah, I want to I wanted stand-up. to do stand-up. Yeah. Why did you want to do stand-up? I have been told that, you know, I'm funny. And basically more than one person was like, hey, you should do stand-up. You have quite good timing and um, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. You know, people say that. Uh, and then, so I was like, well, I, I mean, I could do it. And, you know, living in Atlanta, you get a lot more of kind of opportunities to do stuff. And I kept seeing, um, I saw an advertisement for, God, what was the name of that workshop I took? It's uh, the guy who has the real estate place, right? You did, what's it? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. He's in Douglasville. Uh-uh. You other, didn't do it it's the, the other one. Oh, I you did didn't the do other his. One. I did. Jeff. Jeff, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. God. I can't remember. Um, which is terrible mom brain. Um, and so for uh, a birthday present, Nick bought it for me and went ahead and signed up um, so that I couldn't chicken out. I did that. I, yeah. I kind of did that with yeah. Georgia and the, uh, the wind ensemble. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm really glad he did it because I would have, I would have said I was going to sign up. I would have said I was going to do it and then never actually done it, but I did. So where are you now with that? I, I mean, I write, but I have a two-year-old, and so, you know, I don't get out to open mics a lot. Or but you have you know, great material. I do. I am. And I'm, you know, lucky that I have um, uh, at least some ability to write my own stuff. I, I have kind of a natural ability to, man, maybe that's what I should go into. I'm like, you know, maybe I should get into writing people's jokes. How much? Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's a good thought. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd be a good stand-up, though. Yeah. You only did it once, right? Just once, yeah. Yeah. 
And it went very, very well. And that's also, I got to be honest, another thing that scares me. It went so well the first time. I know it's only down. Like, well, and you had a, and you had a crowd that was right, there to support. To support everyone. Yeah. It was people's family members. And um, yeah, but they were fatigued before I went on because I was one of the last people to go. So I was definitely worried. I mean, you were starting to get a lot of the. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, even though they're there to support, they still have to. To fake laugh, and after yeah. a while, that's kind of a uh, yeah, yeah. And and some and some of the people were amazing and hilarious, and some it was like, whoa, okay. You know, the thing with comedy though that I've realized is that because I've wanted to do it as well, and I still haven't done it, and I don't, I never really wanted to do stand up per se. I wanted to do more sketch, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm also would like to do some stand up. I think it'd be fun to to try to do it a few times before. Um, before I go away, um, not to jail, but like before I die or whatever. <laughs> I was like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> well, go away sounds like before yeah. I have to go do this well, seven to the door. I get sent up the river. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I've, I've, but what I've found interesting is that that I've started like reading someone's stand up mm-hmm. because when you don't hear the laughter in a special, you go, "Oh, that's really." No, it doesn't sound funny, but it is right, when you actually is. look at how it's written, you know. Yeah. Um, so it just, it seems like uh, you take the laughter out of something. Yeah. Have you ever watched those before with the uh, the laugh track taken out of the TV shows? Uh-uh. So go to YouTube and like yeah. you can go to like um, Big Bang Theory or yeah. anything that has a laugh track and they take the laugh track out. Sure. It's really interesting to watch. I bet it's awkward feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There is a science of, I mean, that's why I love taking that class because there's a science to writing comedy um, that I didn't know about. I thought you just wrote jokes, you say them out loud, and people laugh. Um, it's not the case at all. And stuff that I would think would be funny when I would do it in front of my class, people, you know, I'd get crickets. or And then where our instructor, Jeff, was great was he'd be like, this is why that's not funny or this is why that's not working for you. My biggest thing was I talk way too fast. Um, and... And so that was really unique, and that helped me become a lot better of a writer. What is the science of writing a joke? Um, I think, so, yeah, nobody's going to laugh while you're writing. Um, you just take things. I find I find this to be true, but this is also something we used in our class. Um, make your jokes based in reality. Now, you can add to them. You can embellish. You can, you know, do tweak them a little bit but the closer they are to something you've experienced the more sort of emotion you're going to have into it so don't just make stuff up um that helped a lot and I have a lot obviously in my life with being a therapist and um that I can just draw from does being a therapist help you to listen to what you're writing to how's what do you mean so as a therapist your biggest job is to To listen. listen yeah and ask questions, sure. but but really listen. Yeah, Re- like not just listen, not but hear, beyond, but, listen. but beyond yeah. listen. Yeah. Um. So, as a therapist, are you able to write, read what you've written, and listen like true, like do that same type of listening to what you're writing? Yeah. To help you craft the joke in a more um, honest way, maybe. Yeah. Um. I've never thought of that, but hearing what you're saying yeah I think so because I think I'm obviously someone who's very empathetic and I think I can anticipate how people may receive a joke 
um, or anticipate how people would react or, um, I mean, yeah, I think when you're crafting comedy, understanding human behavior is helpful. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I've never thought of therapy being able to help me, but yeah, it probably does like a lot. But who are your, um, who are your stand up idols? <sighs> What's her name? Ali Wong. Okay. Um, is hysterical and Jen, I can't remember her last name. Jen. She was she had a Netflix special. Jen? Um, yeah. Her first name was Jen and I don't remember her last name. So they have clearly haven't made enough of a mark on you for you to remember their names. Okay, but I don't remember anybody's <laughs> name. <laughs> well that's not, that's yeah, yeah. I'm the same one. Or face. Yeah. yeah. I just forget people. <laughs> what is that condition called when you can't recognize faces? I don't remember. yeah. I don't remember. Is it face dysmorphia? No, it's not face dysmorphia, right? <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. What would face dysmorphia be? Uh, I guess you see faces weird, or you see your own face weird. Yeah, well, that would be that would be the yeah. clinical. Yeah. Is there a such thing as face dysmorphia? I don't think so. I think it would just be called body dysmorphia. You didn't happen to bring the DSM. I did what not. Are, what are we on? Four, five, five. five. Okay, yeah. five. All right. I did not. You should have brought that. Carry around my pocket version. Yeah, can you give me a copy of that so that <laughs> I can read it and 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 um and, and I can read it incorrectly. <laughs> you could probably edit. Or, you know, it needs a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Just go start a Wikipedia page. For the DSM-4. <laughs> Five. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so you got Jen, and you got the yeah. last name you can't remember. I can't Allie remember Wong. her name at all. Who else? Uh, Ali Wong. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, recent people that I uh, started watching. I recently watched Ellen's on Netflix. I hadn't watched it. Um and I love and adore Ellen DeGeneres, but I'm going to say something, and and I, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed it. I loved watching her do, you know, stand up, and she's a natural for sure. But it wasn't quite um, what I would have expected for somebody who got their start. Is she and too rich? She might be. Yeah. She might be. Well, actually, I heard an interview with her on um, Conan's podcast. And I know that she didn't really prepare that. And she only did it in like seven cities. Like, so she, I mean, she didn't, like with most comedians, where they do a special, they have a whole year that right. they work on that material. Right. She worked on this not uh, not very long at okay. all. So that could have been. That could have been why. I mean, it was funny. It. I enjoyed watching it. I laughed a lot. But yeah, I guess maybe I set her up for failure in my own mind because I expected it to be like super duper funny. Have you watched Mark Marin's yet? No, I haven't watched. It's so, really good. Sometimes Mark Maron gets on my nerves. Really? Which I know is um, I blasphemy. Love, I figured you'd love Mark. I do, but then sometimes I'm just like, okay, this is, sometimes he's too much. How? I don't know. I don't know. Like he's, it's, I can't describe it. Sometimes I listen to him and I'm like, what's happening here? Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about your... <laughs> You and Mark Maron, your relationship with yeah, Mark Maron. Yeah, my relationship with Mark Maron. What, so is it is it what he talks about? I think sometimes, and I think, like, I think, so, you know, you know me, and I am quite politically active, but I think when I watch comedy and when I watch, well, when I just watch comedy or, or stand-up, I don't like a lot of political or social commentary um, because I want to check out from it. Uh, so you just want like silly humor. Yeah. And like, I like, I don't, you know, not a lot of like dick and ball jokes. Wait, can I cuss? 
Oh yeah, you can Sorry. Say anything you want. Come on. <laughs> you now. know what I mean? Like I don't want pee pee and poop jokes. Um but like like educated, smart, well crafted jokes, but yeah, sometimes the social commentary gets old. And I don't know if I wouldn't I don't know if I'd feel that way if I wasn't if we weren't in our current political climate. Would you say that if Mark Marin weren't a man? <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, um Hmm. Probably not. Okay. Probably well, thanks not. For being honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mark. And Mark and I see Mark I agree with some of his stuff, some of his stuff I don't, but I respect I mean, I how like he's him. thought yeah. about it. Yeah. How he's broken it down yeah. and how he's presenting it. Yeah. So I think he's put the thought into it. Yeah. I think he's presented whether I agree with it or not, it's well thought out. Yeah. And because he's done that, yeah. I'm able to go, hmm, hmm. do yeah. I believe that? Yeah. And maybe yeah. does he is he valid there or should I yeah. change my mind about this? Maybe he's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I do like I do like Mark Maron a lot, but yeah, so I think I've distanced myself a little bit from social and political stuff right now. It's too much. So as a comedian and a therapist, <laughs> what is not funny? Um, rape jokes. Okay. Rape jokes are not funny. Stop doing them. Um, Who does rape jokes? Like a lot. Like when you go to stand up, like open mic, like stand-ups, mm-hmm. um, inevitably somebody's going to do a rape joke, and 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 it's not women, cause um, and I'm like, no, we've just evolved. We're past that now. Um, rape jokes aren't funny anymore. Hmm. I don't know that I've heard a lot of. The only rape joke that I can think of is Chappelle has a joke where, and this is a while back. I think it's Chappelle, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I think he's talking about the whole fact that people will laugh at rape jokes about men but mm, not women that could be true which that could be very very true you know yeah and he brings up if that was him and i'm pretty sure it was that that's, sounds like a dave yeah that's a kinda. that's a very valid yeah. point yeah why do we laugh at you know when it's not funny for women but, yeah but yeah. it's funny for men yeah. it's okay for men yeah i just say let's have a blanket um statement rape jokes aren't funny Nope. Rape for anyone. Yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard, I struggle with it because I feel like you should be able to say anything you want. Okay. And I think it does not matter. Yes, I know that there's responsibilities. You can go into all that, blah, blah, blah. And I don't mean to discount it by saying sure. blah, 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 but I'm just saying, well, let's get past that. Yeah. Because you're ultimately, if you say something really messed up, you're 99% of the time, you're going to, pay the price for it yeah people are, are going to yeah. react poorly yeah. yeah just because you can say yeah. anything you want yeah. doesn't mean that it's going to be received well yeah so yeah so and you know what i actually want to know what you're thinking yeah like if you're that person i want to know you know yeah. what i mean like i don't want you to to hide it yeah. and me trust you and me like you and yeah then you know <laughs> gotcha so if this is weird to say, but if I advocated for rape in some way, it's like, no, let's know what kind of person yeah, you are. Yeah, let's know that. Oh, yeah. Ash is okay. all about rape. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. God, that's weird. Okay. Waste. Uh, yeah. You don't have to waste that's my time true. with her. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there are lots of comedians who do pretty racist jokes. So. See, racism, that's something that I've always, that's one of the reasons that I haven't done stand up is because a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about, I don't feel like that I could talk about. Yeah. 
Not because it's racist, because obviously it's not. I'm not a racist person. I mean, I everybody. Okay, let me take that back. Everybody is prejudiced. Absolutely. About stuff. Yep. We all have some we sort always of inherent have bias We're, or Every day or, yeah. we grow and we learn about right. biases that we didn't even realize that we right. had or didn't realize that it was bias, you right. know. Right. But um, I like to talk about, I like to celebrate the differences. Sure. But I don't know that it would be well received by everyone. Yeah. So, and because it's such a, such a hot button, yeah. item, makes me steer away from doing it. It's like, how, right how can I do it? Yeah. You know, like some of the stuff that Chappelle does is right. great. If a white right. guy did it, it would be a very different yeah, story. Yeah, it would be a yeah. completely different thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. that Some of those subject matters that I would like to talk about, because I like people to, I want people to think and yeah. go, oh, I never looked at it that but way. But then you're talking about social awareness, not racism. Like you're talking about breaching subjects. Like, yes, jokes about stereotypes are funny. Because yeah. like, remember that whole, it went around like, God, like six months ago, the whole white people love to say. Um, no. Uh-uh. It was like all over everywhere. Like white, white people love to um or white people love to dot, dot, dot. And it was like, you know, get to a restaurant right before a long line and say, got here just in time. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and like, those were hysterical. And I'm like, see, if we could base, like, talking about our differences culturally and socially and economically sort of in this safe place of humor in a way that asks us to laugh about ourselves and not laugh at other people, I think then, yeah, we can start incorporating it maybe on a bigger scale but we don't know how to do that yet yeah i like to laugh at other people though i do like to laugh at other I mean, people too <laughs> like, yeah. yeah absolutely it's just with i feel like with me being a white male that yeah this whole, is not your time right yeah. now which is really so funny because people are doing the exact same thing that they're against so they're sure. trying to put men in a minority, and they're trying to pigeonhole them and stereotype white men. Right. All white men are evil yeah. and awful. The same way yeah. that they were, whether it was right. because they were a woman, whether it was because they right. were black, whether it was because they were poor or whatever. Sure. Or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But now they're doing the same thing. So this whole – there used to be a campaign um, about tolerance. And I always thought that was so funny because I was like, do we really want to – preach tolerance because in my mind tolerance is like i gotta tolerate this motherfucker. right yeah, yeah. like really is tolerance yeah. what we want to teach is that the word is that what we, the spirit of what we want to teach acceptance. hey <laughs> all right hey i'm gonna learn how to deal with you yeah <laughs> instead of hey i'm gonna learn I'm going you to tolerate you and under yeah, yeah. To tolerate i'm gonna learn how to understand you right so that i know where you're coming from right like for myself you know the uh, last uh, for 15 years or more I was in African American communities, right? Predominantly, where I was, where I was the minority. Right. So I understand certain things that most white guys aren't. Sure. And so I was able to better understand where I hear, where you hear a lot of white people who haven't been around black people, some of the things they say, and they say, "But I'm not racist." And I go, yeah. "Well, actually, I understand why. I understand yeah. you think that, and I understand yeah. your heart. Yeah. But." Okay. From the from where I've been, I can tell you how it's perceived. Right. And, you know, people just don't think about that. Because, no. you know, I remember uh, we had a guy 
who worked for us at Greenbrier Mall, which is 99.9% African-American. I Absolutely. think the more, there's the there's the uh, mall walkers in the morning for the people who live there for, since the 60s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they come in there yep. and they're white. But besides that, it's, yep. you know, it's all African-American. And so we had a store. We moved to another store, which was in North Lake, which was in Tucker. We had to close down the Greenbrier store. And one of the guys came over. And his name was Zeke. Big, huge guy. He was so funny. Um, but Zeke saw a guy one day walk through the mall with a mohawk. And he was like, hey, hey. And his face, just, I saw his face just drop and his mouth wide open. And I just kind of laughed. I was like, what's up? And he was like, man, that dude, that dude's got a mohawk. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> man, I ain't never seen somebody with a mohawk. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, I mean, I go to school. Nine, nine, I go to school with 100%, you know, African-American. Yeah. The community I live in, because I don't have, because I take transit to where I have to go, because I live in the city. I don't mm-hmm. own a car. Everybody I'm around, like he had never really seen white people. Yeah, and yeah. that blew. I was like, "You're 18 years old, mm-hmm. and he's never seen or been around white people." That blew right. my mind. Like we're, you know, like it's a, a foreign land. That just, because yeah. I never thought about that, and I was like, "Oh, so okay, so there." There's some things that you probably don't understand. Or right. They're scary to you. That The guy with the mohawk scared him. Gotcha. He was afraid. Yeah, because it was and just so different. And it was so just different. like some little punk kid who had a, a mohawk. mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, White males have become like an archetype, you know, to describe evil. And that's unfortunate for people who are white and male. I know you, obviously, and my husband and you know, a lot of other people in my life who I'm like, ah, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are, I mean, Nick went and got his doctorate because he saw ways he could help from the inside. You know what I mean? Out. Um, and this is why like polarizing never works, whether it's, you know, sociopolitically or, or what, you know, economically, it never works to just be on extremes. They don't work. Extreme dieting doesn't work. Extreme social justice doesn't work. We can't just, blame you know white men are evil and then expect that to fix anything because yeah then we've just like you said sort of it's a vicious circle yeah cycle yeah instead of seeking to understand each other from a place of acceptance. well and also you don't know everybody's background and no you don't yeah like for me um when when I, I went to a christian school and it was ran by all the teachers the principal they were all women and they were all um What's the nice, what's the politically correct say way to say manly women? Like pantsuit, polyester pantsuit. Gotcha. And walked. And so would, they weren't super feminine. And they weren't super feminine, yes. Were they lesbians? No, well, <laughs> probably in a prior, well, it was a Christian oh, was school, a, so oh, if yeah. they were. Back, back yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. your day? Exactly. <laughs> they probably were. They probably been, they, it, I'm sure knowing, it was, it was a very, uh, evangelical type of place well what you now know is evangelical this was way back in this back in the day but they had probably <laughs> say been, it they say had, 70s they, they had probably been delivered from homosexuality that would ah, be my yeah, converted would, yeah. back but anyway nonetheless they were very mean mm-hmm. they um they would go use the men's restroom okay which this i mean we're talking about the 70s it was yeah. the, the thing was is that 
as a little kid, I don't know, it kind of felt violated a little bit than using our restroom. Yeah. I don't know why. Even as like five or six. But that's not the point. The yeah. point is there was corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. And um, I got my share of paddlings. <laughs> and then I would have, they would, then you'd have to hug them and they'd have to explain to you why they paddled you and everything. You and had most to of hug the time, them? it wasn't fair. Not only that, but, and I won't get too deep into it because I'm not paying you. And I know that if I go to here, you're going to charge me. But um, <laughs> not only that, but I'll so, give you one free. So my experience with women as a child yeah. in my in, uh, forming years was yeah. that they were. Mean oppressive and, and yeah and oppressive yeah so yeah. i've had the experience that most women would have at, at yeah. that age i mean sure. you know so it it changed my perspective because they but the point is they had the power i've always said this i've always wondered i said what would america look like had it been african americans who discovered america mm-hmm. or not discovered america but if they were the ones who went over and took over to America. England. They took up, went over to England uh-huh. and got a bunch of white slaves uh-huh. and came over. Would America look the same today, or would there be more equality? Um, would there be more equality? I think it would be. Well, you have to go back even farther than that because Europeans, Anglo-Saxons, have been on top for a long freaking time. Yeah. Um, and so you would have to assume in a parallel universe where white people had not been the dominant race for this long, it would be the same because this, it comes out of oppression, not just, you know, skin color. They're not, um, people of color are not frustrated because they're, you know, black. They're frustrated because we are not that far out of slavery. I mean, 200 years isn't a long time. My my whole point is, is that power is what's corrupt. Because if you'd reverse it around and the majority had been black, And the minority have been white. Right. I think we would still. Be it would just be yeah. white people saying, "Yeah, we've been oppressed." You know, right? I mean? We've because been, they yeah. would take that yeah. because I feel like African Americans. I feel like whoever, yeah. uh, women, yeah. Latinos, whoever that they were the mate, they were the majority. I feel yeah. like that they would do the exact same thing yeah. that white males did. Yeah, yeah. Because power is corrupt. Yeah, it's power that's corrupt. And then we convince ourselves that it's okay because nobody wants to lose the power. Yeah. They lose their edge. Well, I thought this podcast would be much funnier than this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We went, we yeah, went real. Uh, super. I'm tired of talking about political. And then yeah, then we, we kind of, well, we went with social. I mean, yeah. I, you know, and I knew that yeah. kind of would happen, but yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah. Well, it's hard. I can't talk about my clients. I mean, I guess I, I can talk about, you know, hypotheticals. Yeah. But you have to be so careful. Yeah, true. I I wasn't sure how I could uh, how we could talk about that if we could talk about that. We can so. talk about it. Well, I don't know. Do we want, do we want to go that even that further into it? No, probably not. <laughs> All right, let's save that for another podcast. <laughs> so, have you read anything good lately? Watched anything good? Um, I watched The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Sounds like something I wouldn't watch. What is the? What is the it's so I really like historical fiction. Um, like, uh, Last Kingdom, um, Peaky Blinders. Do you watch Peaky Blinders? No. I love that show. Um, what else have I watched? I watched The Boys on Amazon. The Boys. Like the superheroes, but they're actually pretty terrible. Oh yeah, I started that. I didn't watch it. It's gross. It, um, just heads up. 
Okay. It's very gory. All right. I may check that out. Have you watched, mm-hmm. uh, we, I've talked about this before. Have you, did you watch Wrinkles the Clown? No, I did not watch Wrinkles the Freaking Clown. You have clown. to watch it. You have to watch yeah. Have you watched Marriage Story? Um. So I got to the part where they had the fight and turned it off. Which fight? Um, the one where they're in the apartment and like the empty apartment and, um, I was on my phone for the most part. So I have to be honest, marriage story triggered me a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't walk away from that movie feeling, well, I didn't finish it. Number one. Why did, why did it trigger you? Uh, cause I think I'm a kid of divorce Okay. and with parents who, God, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, did not. No, I'm not sorry. They didn't handle it well. Okay. Um, I don't. I think most people most don't. Most people don't. Yeah. yeah. Most people do not handle their um, divorces with their children in mind. Um, it's about getting back at your spouse. And um, yeah, so it was just difficult to watch, I guess, from that perspective. So it triggered you that way. See, it triggered me in the way that, and I said this uh, on, a po- on the podcast with Kendall, and said it made me hate women for a brief minute <laughs> just because of the whole. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole custody battle thing. Yeah. Yeah. That just, oh, I'm yeah. like, boys rule, girls rule. I was yeah. like, I was like feeling like, you know, really angry about yeah. that. Yeah. And it, that is true. Like uh, we give custody m- mostly to to moms. Yeah. And, and as a therapist, let me go ahead and I don't have a problem putting this out there. That's not the best. I've seen a lot of mothers that I'm like, you need, you need your children taken away post haste. Now that you have, let me ask you a question. Now that you have a daughter, how do you feel about gender roles? And I mean that like <laughs> okay. beforehand, previous to that, you were like, well, boys are, boys are not just this and girls are not just this and everything. Did yeah. Having a child of your own, did that change your mind in any, or change your no, opinion? Not at not all. Not at all. If anything, it actually like bolstered it a bit. Like I don't. I mean, I if she wants a Barbie, I buy her a Barbie. If she wants Hot Wheels, I buy her Hot Wheels. So we just don't. I had started off, you know, parenthood with no pink. You know, she won't have Barbies. We won't be watching this. And I realized that, again, extremes don't work. No, exactly. Um, And so now I'm like, a, a much healthier approach is if you want to like Barbies, good for you. Um, If you want to like G.I. Joes, awesome. Like, um, my mother bought her babies. Yeah. She has a set of twins. Mm-hmm. That was an adjustment. And and my, I don't care if she plays with babies. Um, I just don't want her to grow up believing that her only role, her only purpose is to have children. That's what she's here for. Because we don't do it with little boys. We don't hand little boys a set of twins and high chairs and bottles and say, here you go. Take care of these babies. It's so cute. Well, who's buying those toys for the girls? Is it their dad's? Their no. granddads, their uncles, probably, probably moms, probably moms. Yeah, it's a bull, well, and that's my point, right? Yeah, we as women tend to think our, or subconsciously, you know, or we're told in a lot of ways, um, your purpose here is to reproduce and care for children, and yeah. <laughs> well, we can't reproduce them right now. No. <laughs> Well, so it's I reproduced the one. It's and... kind of to you. <laughs> yeah. No, but like that being our only role, like Nick right now is. So when Marla was little, I was definitely the better parent. Um, he just wasn't good with babies. Yeah. He'd never been around them, had no experience. Um, and it came naturally to me. Now he is 10 times the parent I am. 
he's more patient he's kind he's more gentle and i am more i don't want to say aloof but yeah this is just not a stage i'm good at well i think because women have either self imposed the uh the role of being the caretaker or society whichever may be the case because of that men have not had the opportunity right yeah you guys don't learn years, like we do the early years so there's yeah. a fear yeah. um factor there yeah. now me being how i am of course i believe that i can do anything right better than anyone so <laughs> So I, I didn't have that fear. I will be the phenomenal. I will be the best ass <laughs> yeah. wiper in the world. I will not be afraid of poop. And actually, poop is so over. That's so overrated. It's just poop. Yeah, it's just poop. It doesn't even smell. No, it's yeah, like so. I mean, it smells like your kid. Like, yeah, it smells yeah. like your kid. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I want, so who's buying those toys? That's what's yeah. funny because I would yeah. think it would be primarily women. It is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So why are y'all doing that to yourself? Well, I think it takes self-awareness of recognizing um maybe the role that you've been placed in and confronting sort of things that you've been told all your life you know that you need to be this way or you need to approach things you know this way and and that's hard because there's safety and familiarity and people prefer that yeah so but i think generationally speaking i mean you know, we've come a long way from Leave It to Beaver. And so I would argue that my mom's generation, and my mom is a very young mother, um, probably feels like they made leaps and bounds. You know what I mean? And then my generation, I guess I'm technically millennial. I'm an old millennial. Yeah, you're an old millennial. Um, we are absolutely making leaps and bounds. So we all grow. We grow as we get older and recognize. And I don't, you know, my only thing is, and this is easy for me to say from, where I sit because I'm not a uh, I'm not a woman is that I'm just a big I feel like that if I were a woman mm-hmm. I think like with Nevaeh like don't I guess it's some I guess it's you could easily just write it off as this a it's a male attitude to it but I just don't want her to do things that are I really want to express this thought in the proper way but I'm not, I'm not getting there. Um, so in therapy, I would say, Jonathan, take your time. I just, okay. I don't like labels. Okay. And I don't want her to label herself as a woman. Why be yeah. that? Why just be, why not just be a person? I kind of said that earlier, but why not just yeah. be a person? Yeah. And if you do those things, not because you're, I don't know. I don't feel like I have to be a trailblazer for anybody. You don't. Now, no one is obligated. This There is a problem, and I am definitely a feminist, but there is an attitude that if you are a woman, you must be championing women at all times. And that's bullshit. Yeah, um, absolutely. You do not owe it to women to champion. If you don't want to champion, don't champion. Um, you owe it to women not to hurt women. That's it. That's the closest thing to what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You don't have to champion anybody else. Right. You, do. you don't you, have to. Nope. You do what you want to do yep. because you want to do yep. it, and you do it great because... You want to do the best yeah, job you can do. Because this is something you are doing, and not because you're doing it for all women. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. But anyway, I don't know. So you haven't watched any movies <laughs> or TV that I've watched, so. Nope. I don't think so. Except for Marriage Story. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even finish it. I right. fast forward through a lot of the fighting, and then, I, yeah. That was, was rough. 
which was the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Did Nick watch it? No. Yeah. He 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 has no desire. He doesn't like movies like that at all. I've gotten to where I don't even watch movies. I can't, they don't hold my attention. They don't hold. Nick falls asleep. Yeah. Like an absolute old man. It's really scary. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk again soon. All right. See you. Thanks. Bye.